Now you might think it's strange. We normally don't have resurrection from Mark at this time, but I thought it was important because it opens us up to some extra thinking. But Mark is one of these, it's an interesting gospel. If you look at it in the scriptures, you'll see it has three different endings. And you might say that's kind of strange. Why have we got three different endings to the gospel of Mark? We've got where it stops, which is the most ancient part of the scriptures. Then we have a little short section that goes on, and that's the shorter version of Mark. And then we have the longer version. And I just want to share with you a bit of the longer version for you. And it's kind of thought that this longer version is placed here just to round out the gospel a little later because people were left hanging. What was going to happen? They were left there with Mary and the women bewildered. Maybe that actually speaks to us a bit more today than we would think. Maybe when we do look at the resurrection of Christ, maybe at times we feel bewildered and we wonder. But let's just have a look at the longer ending, a little bit of the longer ending of Mark's gospel. After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman who had cast out, who had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when she told them that Jesus was alive and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. Afterwards, he appeared to a different, in a different form to two of the followers who were walking from Jerusalem to the country. They rushed back to the others to tell, but no one believed them. Still later, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together and he rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. And then he told them to go into the world, preach the good news to everyone, and anyone who believes and is baptised will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. It doesn't leave us in the space of bewilderment, but it moves us on, doesn't it? That little section. And I think it's so amazing because at times, and it speaks to us today, at times when we talk and say that we might actually be going to church on Easter Sunday, people might go, why are you doing that? I don't believe. Those that had experienced the resurrected Christ told even those who knew Jesus Christ that he'd been raised and they didn't believe. How hard is it in a world now that is cynical when we talk about our faith? So much more will they not believe. But you know what? The resurrection of Christ is a significant moment in history. There have been so many significant moments in history where everything changes, hasn't there? You can almost kind of picture some of these places. First, there was fire. 
you can kind of imagine people huddling around and shivering in the cold until they discovered that they could actually make fire and the power that that had. Another great invention, another great thing that happened that changed the world was the wheel. Making it possible for us to move from place to place and haul heavier loads than what we had once been able to do just by walking. Another great invention, the printing press. All these words printed on paper. That's changed everything. Great inventions, things that have changed, electricity, the light bulb, cars, flights, computers, the internet, mobile phones. I'm not sure whether mobile phones necessary. well, I think they have. They've changed things for the better, but there are times when you think at how much it's changed the world. All you have to do is walk along the streets and what do you see? How many times have you had to avoid somebody that was busy on their phone as they're walking along and they're not sure, they know they're walking in the right direction? It changes everything. It changes our world. There are moments, there are certainly moments, monumental moments, events in our history that have changed things, but none more so significant than the life of Jesus Christ. So significant is the life of Christ, life of Jesus, his ministry, his death, and his resurrection, that we actually base our entire calendar on it. But what makes Jesus so important, above all, is the resurrection, the thing that we celebrate today, the empty tomb, was found on the Easter morning. Nothing else comes so close, so completely changing in the world as Jesus' resurrection. As the women entered the tomb, the angel said to them, He is risen. He has risen. The three words form the greatest watershed of all times. More than anything else in all of history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ changes everything. You know, there are those who flatly deny the resurrection of our Lord. The whole idea is just too ridiculous for them and they can't possibly fathom it as a true. But to all who can and all who are able to believe in it, there is something indescribable, impressive and completely life-changing about these words, he is risen. He's not here. Because for over 2,000 years, the Christian church has been testifying endlessly, ceaselessly to the living, loving, our Lord, grace-filled Jesus Christ. And why have they been doing that? Why was it that the death of Christ didn't quash this movement? It's because of the resurrection. It's because of this morning. Without the resurrection, it is virtually impossible to have imagined that the movement Jesus started to create would have continued. It's changed the world forever. It's not a theory. It's a reality. The kingdom of God has come for us and draws us in and closer to him. So brothers and sisters in Christ, 
over 2,000 years on, we declare loudly, we declare in worship within song, we declare within our prayers, we declare with the words that we say, we declare by the very presence that we are here this morning. We declare that Christ our Lord is risen, is risen from the dead, and hallelujah, because Jesus lives. See, many of us here today, we actually don't fear the fact that we may die. We don't fear the fact that as our years keep on going, that we'll get to the point where our body will give out. Because we are living as a redeemed people. We are living because we know that Christ has died and has forgiven us and that we will have life with our Father in eternity. There's such a wonderful message for those who are believers. It has transformed the way that we have worked within the world. It has transformed the entire message. See, the words of the New Testament literally leap out and become joyous for us. They are the good news because the grave is empty. This transforming power of the resurrection began all those years ago as three women walked in to try and anoint Jesus' body. And they walked into an empty tomb and they hear the words, he is risen. And the transforming power of the resurrection has changed history and continues to change individual lives throughout all our history. In fact, no single event in our history has changed the world and changed the lives of those people in the world as much as the cross and the resurrection of Christ. See, the greatest sign is not the cross. It's actually the empty tomb. Because it gives us hope. The resurrection gives us hope, it gives us meaning, and it gives us purpose. Are you a person with hope? Are you a person with meaning? Are you a person with purpose? Because Christ has risen for you. Because the God is a God of love a God of peace, a God of mercy and a God of forgiveness and a God who never leaves us or never forsakes us. See, in this gospel account in Mark, the account of the resurrection, the women are surprised at the empty tomb and yet this is what precisely Jesus promised all along, that he would not be left there. So I wonder why that they were surprised when the promise of God had been made clear to them. Maybe it was the chaotic and confusing nature of what had happened. And so often in our world, we live in a chaotic and confusing time where we don't comprehend everything. We wonder why problems occur, why issues happen. 
why people just cannot get along in our world. And we remember even those women, even those disciples who were promised that Christ would raise didn't see it when Christ rose again. Maybe our life is in the midst of turmoil ourselves. Let me say, in the resurrection you will have hope. Belief in Christ, you will have hope. Knowing because your life is more than just the here and now. It will stretch on into eternity with our Lord and our Saviour if you are a believer. For there is hope. There is love. The Apostle Paul, when he was speaking to the church, talks about hardship. And hardship will always happen. And he says, Jesus Christ, who died, who has been raised to life, is at the right hand of God, interceding, praying for us. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, none of or any of these will ever separate us because God has conquered them all. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, nor angels nor demons, nor anything present or future or any powers or any heights or depths, nor anything else in all the creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is found in Jesus Christ our Lord. See, the resurrection is that defining moment in history that shows and demonstrates the love of God for all of us. Millions upon millions upon millions of people have had their lives changed because of this fact. Mark's account of the women at the empty term, it doesn't end abruptly if we don't read those ongoing sections of people fleeing, of the tomb emptied. But we know that the story doesn't stop there. But it opens us up. Perhaps this unquestioning, unsettled moment that the women find themselves is, is exactly where we find ourselves in an unsettling moment. It encourages us to explore more deeply the evidence and the presence of our Lord God. So at the blank of the end of the story, we're invited to fill that in for ourselves, to cast aside the fears, to look beyond the seemingly hopelessness and to allow the living and hope that is planted within us to, to grow, to blossom in the knowledge that our Saviour, our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross that we celebrated on Good Friday, that we now celebrate as risen today, so the resurrection radically changes the past, the present and the future. It's where we begin in our life with Christ right now. The end of the Gospel of Mark is the beginning of our story. So has Christ changed your life? Because Jesus Christ... His resurrection has changed everything. Let us just pray.
a loving, gracious, amazing, life-changing God. Today we hear the story that we've heard many times before. The story of the women coming early in the morning to anoint the body of the one they thought who had died and would be laying in a tomb, but they found had risen. They were bewildered and amazed and couldn't understand or comprehend. So Lord, today, in our bewilderedness, in our amazement, let us see the empty tomb. Let us know the love of God that reaches right down into death and raises up Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Saviour, our Redeemer. May we come to mor- this morning recommitting our lives to spreading the good news of Jesus Christ so that those who hear it may believe, be baptised and be united with our Lord and our Saviour. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, our King. Amen.